0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Sexified Life. I'm your host, Dr. Fanny, French doctor and sassy sex coach. And here we talk about how we can get our sex lives, and whole lives, for that matters, from a place of meh to hell yeah. Get ready for the wildest and most pleasureful ride of your life. Welcome to Your Sexified Sexified Life Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not, I hope you'll like this episode too. And thank you all for sharing your valuable time with me. I appreciate. Among the many things that are preventing us to get the thriving sex that we want, there is very often some kind of numbness. An emotional numbness, a sexual numbness, or anything else. And the more I write about this or think about this or work on this with my coaches or do the work on myself, the more I notice this is something that really can get a huge benefit from one or two sessions of working with your inner child. First I was like, huh. And then I started thinking, so many of us, myself included, have lost this connection to our inner child and have mistaken growing up with Stop the feeling or stop having fun. So today, let's explore why we switched off our joy to become an adult, emotional overwhelm, cutting our pleasure and denying our sexual nature. Because guess what? A lot of mess is needed to kill that joy. So it's time to dig deep and bust it out. Let's dive in. From a really young age, we're told to control our emotions. They are inconvenient. We should not bother others with them, especially for little girls. There's this expectation for them to be quiet and calm, whereas it's much more admitted for a young boy to make more noise and be more moving. And at some point around being a teenager, it's even less acceptable. Fit in the mold, follow the rules, get back in the line. So from a young age. We are unconsciously told, your emotions are not okay. Even if that's not said consciously, the lack of validation makes it feel in our system, your emotions are not okay. And the more we grow up, the less okay they are. If an adult gets angry, we say they lose their temper, or they are way too old to throw a tantrum. The more we grow up, the less okay it feels to experience emotion And also, the more we tend to be afraid of them. Talk about being switched off. The thing is, all of these emotions, they have to go somewhere. We've already discussed how emotions are just sensations given meaning by our brain, depending on the cultural context. And because you need to feel it to heal it, then when we don't allow ourselves to follow the impulses, bringing movement, breath, or anything. These sensations get stuck in freeze mode. And we end up getting in freeze mode too. So do our bodies. And guess what happens when you freeze your body? Oh, my sex life feels so amazing! (laughs) Good luck with that. All of these unprocessed emotions and unreleased stress cycles are literally numbing us on a regular basis until the emotion is too big and overflows us. We are told and we're taught some emotions are valid and some are not. How many of us have been told to stop crying when we were sad? Because, you know, it's not a big deal. Or even better, when we come with a difficult situation that makes us sad, people try to help you see the bright side out of it. Yeah. At the moment, I don't need the bright side. I just need to be sad and to have my sadness acknowledged and being recognized before helping you see the bright side of it. If you take anger, for example, it's also really healing to actually have your anger validated, knowing that you are allowed to be angry because what you're facing sucks. Instead of being told to calm down. Or, why are you making such a big deal about it? This is peanuts. Come on, have this ever worked on anyone? Well, on me, it never has. So, we train ourselves and we are trained to only allow space for the quote-unquote good emotions and suppress the other. Or, not feel them for too long because you need to get over yourself. And since we cannot selectively numb, if you suppress an emotion or give it less space than it needs, then it's only a matter of time for the good ones to go the same way. If you have suppressed your sadness for a long time, a little more sadness might feel super threatening to your system, especially since you don't remember really well how much sadness you lovingly put under the rug. So if you feel there is already a ton of sadness under the rug, of course you don't want to add anything to it. So you pretend the sadness doesn't exist. La 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 I don't see you, you don't exist. That goes with anger, that goes with everything else. And so you numb everything. And it might sound like I'm giving you advice, but I'm going through that way more often than I'm ready to admit. And also, little hint, the amount of sadness you have or anger you have under the rug is usually way less than you think. It's just that this amount of emotion is making a huge noise for you to stop pretending it's not here or that you're not seeing it. Basically like a little kid, throwing a tantrum a small human being can make so much noise. Same. Such a simple emotions, because emotions are just sensations, can make such a huge mess if we pretend they don't exist. La 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 la, la, la. And more than that, we're not trained to resource ourselves, to soothe ourselves. We are actually trained to suck it up. Like really, keep it inside and suck it up. Talk about a joy killer. And what happens when you don't know how to soothe yourself? Then you expect the soothing from others. And I'm saying this with the kindest heart possible because I do that too. That's sometimes what's going on in a partnership where you actually wonder or feel that the other person is supposed to feel your needs, make you happy, and add to that such a patriarchal bullshit around us, like meeting the one where we will magically fit and be perfectly aligned and your problems will disappear. Mm-mm. <laughs> so we start putting the problem on our loved ones. You're not showing up the way I want. You're not giving me enough. I am unhappy because you, whatever. Apart from the problem of directly blaming others, being detrimental to the relationship, it's also a way to not take 100% self-responsibility. So how do you want to connect to your inner joy, your inner radiance and vibrance if you don't show up for yourself? If you actually don't feel responsible for what you're doing, So you're protecting yourself from the pain, but you cannot do that halfway. So that also goes with seeking joy from other places, from other people, instead of being connected to it from inside. So, hey, let's switch everything off. When we show up without knowing how to process emotions, how to have the tools to feel them all and be okay with them, knowing that you actually have your own back, whatever happens, Of course we disconnect. I mean, come on, a big anger outburst can be so threatening to a human body and to a human nervous system, especially if you've been sitting on it for a while. Of course, it can feel overwhelming and we can be scared to hurt ourselves, hurt others, throw everything at our kids, colleagues, and loved ones. So what do we do? Let's not pretend it doesn't exist. So we number ourselves. And that impacts our lives and our sex lives. Let's be honest. Our amazing emotions can be a source of an amazing hot mess. And instead of numbing ourselves when the hot mess comes up and we don't have the tools to feel it all because we're trying to only favor the sexy part of the hot mess, <laughs> then it's hard to process it all and take responsibility for what is ours. There's a good chance to get some kind of numbness at some point. And again, some kind of numbness easily becomes totally numb. And if you take a second to think about this, this what also happens in our sex lives. Because there are always so many unprocessed emotions and things under that. Maybe it's your personal history and what you've been through, but it also can be things very simple, like an anger at our loved ones, who don't take care of themselves and make poor health choices, The sadness of aging, things being different from what they used to do, the anger of the daily life, being in a hamster wheel where you actually have no idea what's going on and why you feel you have no control of anything. All of that, all of your history, everything. This is so much. And when you're not familiar with how to deal with that, how to discharge all of this to release all of that, that adds up. And it's unbearable to feel all of that. No wonder we disconnect. And even worse, sometimes there are emotions we're not so ready to admit we have, or maybe feel guilty we have. Talking to all the moms out there who truly love their children very much and sometimes are just so angry because they're messing up the dressing up, not wanting to put the shoes on or... Not leaving you three minutes of your own without a mommy coming home from somewhere. So there's the emotions you are in contact with, the one you might not be in contact with yet, the one you are in contact but pretend they don't exist. That's way too much for a nervous system. We need to release a lot, but just releasing a little bit of that, befriending your emotions, that's one key to actually get out of numbness. At least a little bit. So yeah. We can actually trade our inner joy with numbness. Because of our emotions. Because we're scared of them. Because they are overwhelming us. Because we only want to feel some of them. Or we are not really feeling self-responsible of what we're going to do with them. So they're basically getting stored in our bodies and stay there. Waiting for the outburst. If things just move a little, that's so much for a nervous system. So of course it would shut things down. There's nothing wrong with you. On a very basic level, it seems like in our adult life, there is this thing about growing up, meaning killing all the fun. Becoming an adult means losing contact with your inner joy, with what feels good. You have to pay your bills, you have to do this and do that, and it's really easy to forget to have fun or only get glimpses of joy here and there in vacations or watching Netflix. I'm not saying there is anything wrong in that per se. It's more a question or do you feel that's enough? And some people might be perfectly okay with that. And some are not. And... From my experience, we need to get our inner joy back to reconnect to some kind of fun, some kind of light, something that makes us laugh for nothing. Many of us, myself included, have confused growing up and stop playing or growing up and being boring. I'm not saying doing your taxes is fun, although it can be depending on your kink. But so often, the idea of doing something just because it feels good comes last on the list. So, like, never. Because let's face it, we're busy people. So if we don't prioritize something consciously, at least a little bit, it's going to fall off the wagon and be forgotten. I'll borrow a metaphor from French series. Visualize everything that you give to tomorrow, visualizing that guy being tomorrow there's a good chance that guy turns out to another guy that's called never and give him what was originally for tomorrow. Same goes for having fun or taking things a little bit lighter. It can be as simple as playing a fun song when you're brushing your teeth at night. You can even dance a little bit. We all need more fun in our lives. (laughs) At least that's the case for me and for many people I know. You've heard me say many times, pleasure is our true nature as the only species with an organ dedicated to pleasure. The clitoris having thousands of nerves with no other purpose than making you feel good. So when we cut ourselves from our pleasure, we are literally disconnecting ourselves from our true nature. With an emptiness inside, with a part missing. That's literally like walking with a leg broken constant state of imbalance and when we mistake growing up and killing the fun we're basically growing up with one leg malfunctioning and because it's really hard to walk properly with one leg malfunctioning then we switch off the other thing about having this emptiness that makes us feel something is missing this is so uncomfortable and we would do anything to make it stop Including looking for outside solution that promises our problem will be magically solved. If we sign up for this program or pay this amount of money for someone random. And I'm saying this with the kindest heart because I tend to fall in that too. Because it's a very human thing to do, to want to feel at ease. And let's be honest, there are great programs out there. but Many of them are just going to teach you some kind of trick or tell you to change your mindset and let go and your beliefs or whatever. And what happens when you walk in an imbalanced state? Then you want to get a stick, a solution from outside. And regarding our Western society, you're basically given a poison stick, the poison stick of patriarchy. Because you see everyone walking around with this stick, because that's what we've been told. We've seen your mothers and grandmothers walking with this. That's when we end up following the rules and integrating everyday sexism as if it's normal. And I also stand by the fact we're all doing it, no matter how aware we are. There will always be some blind spots. And that's okay. Our job is to recognize them and share when we found them so that people can see them too and start looking for their blind spots. One big blind spot, human giving syndrome. I don't know if it's somewhere else on the internet, but I learned it from Emily and Amelia Nagoski's book Burnout, amazing book to read. Basically, how a little girl is supposed at some point in her life To have her trajectory being moved towards children, becoming in service of the family, basically putting everyone else's needs before her own. Who actually wants to feel on a daily basis, you're so not important because everyone else's needs are most important than you? Because your needs come last on the list. Who wants to feel, you know what? You can take care of yourself after everyone else's needs have been perfectly taken care of. We all know that's impossible. Who wants to feel all of that on a daily basis? I guess nobody, or maybe in a really particular kinky context. So of course it's unbearable, and of course we switch off. So we confuse growing up and being quote-unquote responsible with switching off, because it's unbearable. That's expected. That's not normal. That's expected. For a second, let's get back to pleasure. Saying you're not allowed to have pleasure, that pleasure is dirty, shameful, that you should have access to it only in a particular way, aka a partnership, making your pleasure mean all of that shit is literally walking with one leg. Because you've been told your other leg has a problem or that there is something wrong with her. When we are convinced there is a problem with one leg, when we are in constant pain with one leg, of course we feel numb, we disconnect, and then we feel sad inside or we feel angry inside. And everybody is like, but you have everything. Why are you not happy? Or, what is wrong with me? I don't understand why I am so angry, sad, or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is actually having our pleasure shamed, having constant unsolicited opinions about our pleasure, about how we use pleasure, how we create pleasure. That's really what's hurting us. And I would also say reclaiming our right to pleasure is a kind of political act. Like, um, I'm done playing by the rules and I choose to do things differently. I decide to create a new way and I'm ready. And it takes courage to do that. It also takes courage to honor when we will fall flat on our face during the process. Because when you have been with a leg half functioning most of your life, you will fall flat when you try to walk again. And that's okay as long as we keep showing up, as long as we keep pleasure as a priority. And again, pleasure can be as simple as moving your hips while listening to gentle music while you brush your teeth, or listening to good music while you're cooking dinner, or singing in your car, or buying to yourself an amazing pillow cover thing that feels soft, or changing your bathroom supplies with Something that actually smells good and is good for your body. Create a playlist with songs that literally puts you out of grumpy mode. When you reclaim your pleasure, you get out of autopilot. And if at the moment sexual pleasure is not accessible, that's okay. And if pleasure as a whole thing isn't accessible, maybe starts with what feels nourishing. What helps you feel more comfortable. And the more you connect to that on a regular basis, the more you will see the changes in your sex life and whole lives, For that matters. So yeah, another ingredient to numb ourselves and kill our inner joy, Got the pleasure and embrace the I'm here to suffer rule. And no judgment, we're all doing that and we've been trained to do that. Cutting ourselves from any source of fun Whereas we should put that as a priority, because if we don't, then it won't happen. And also because when you do that for yourself, suddenly people around you start doing it too, magically. Cutting yourself from your pleasure is literally having a chronic pain in one leg, or cutting one leg, or be given a poison stick by the patriarchy to stand up. And you don't deserve that. You deserve to feel whole. We deserve to feel whole. Before we continue, if you're enjoying this episode and the show, would you do me a favor and click on the star rating in your favorite podcast app? If you can, write a review too. It helps support the podcast. And let me know in the comments where you're coming from. You'll have my eternal gratitude. Well, maybe not eternal, but you'll have my gratitude. Thank you. You heard me say that before, sexual energy is life force, literally the one creating baby humans on the planet. So this endemic patriarchal bullshit going around us, even if it's getting a little bit better and it's getting a lot of awareness, this is controlling our life force, literally life killing, being aligned with the possibility of experiencing pleasure whether it's sensual pleasure whether it's sexual pleasure whether it's food or smell or just time pleasure taking your time pleasure that shouldn't be your luxury that's your own house cleaning how do you want to take care of others if you're not doing your own laundry first and no shame and guilt around that we've been trained to do that with being told pleasure is something we should be afraid of, and sex is dirty, or there is a problem with it, or if you honor your sexual nature too much, you're going to get assaulted, harassed, or just basically put away from the face of society. (laughs) So that's not normal, but that's expected. We are constantly told we are not enough, whatever we do. That's unbearable for a nervous system. You know what? try your best but you suck anyway. We're such powerful beings. Let's not forget for a second you came alive from one egg and one sperm. I remember being in first year of med school with my best friend by my side. We were learning everything that could go wrong before the embryo being settled down in the womb and we were like holy shit we're pretty lucky to be here like grown-ups Living a somehow healthy and balanced life, whatever healthy and balanced life can look like in first year of med school. But when you consider all the crap that could have come at every single moment, this is a literal miracle for us to be here. And then there was all the possible mess of the pregnancy and the childhood development issues and childhood trauma and teenage trauma. And you've survived all of that. You're an adult living your life. Of course it's messy because it's life. But you've survived all of that. So don't tell me you're not powerful. You just being here is fucking awesome. Yoo-hoo! So yeah, being told over and over you're not enough. Whereas inside you're like a freaking rock star of life evolution. Bring it on. It's normal to consider at some point who's right. Everybody around me saying I am unworthy of love or pleasure or having opinions. Or just me feeling I'm awesome. For some people, the I'm awesome might be the first answer. If that's you, congrats, you rock. But for most of us, that's the opposite. And that goes for a sexual life force too. If everybody around me says there's something... Wrong with that or shows me that there is something wrong with me expressing myself? Who's right? Everybody behaving like that because that's what they've been told. Or me feeling there's nothing wrong about it. So, of course, we numb ourselves. We tell ourselves there is something wrong with us and we switch off. And that's what we call growing up or becoming an adult. Yay, adulthood is so sexy. The good thing about sexual energy is that it has some kind of creativity associated to it because you're literally creating a new baby. So in my opinion, our true power comes from when we honor this energy, this sexual energy we have. And if sexual isn't accessible at the moment, at least honor the creativity within Start there. Follow any type of creative work that feels appealing at the moment. Even if it's drawing flowers like a six-year-old on a journal, any resemblance with current reality of my drawing skills is totally coincidental. You have such strong power. You have such strong creativity, whether you feel it or not. Honoring your sexual nature allows you to explore what feels true at the moment. Depending on where you are on your cycle, some things might feel good, and some might not. And something might feel amazing when you are aroused, and without arousal, hell no, get out! This also allows us to reconnect to how cyclical we are, and how everything around us is cyclical. Day and night, sea tides, seasons. and How it's actually useless to try to control it, and make it still. Or if we can, it messes up with our health and the health of the planet. We're cyclical beings, so if you want everyone to feel bad, especially half of the population, convince them there is a problem with the cycles. Want to kill any sense of joy in a kid? Tell them to stand still and stop moving and do the same thing all day long. So why are you doing this to yourself too? Let me warn you. When you reclaim that, the sexual nature of yours, how you are cyclical, you'll get some reactions around you. Especially if you've been stuck in people-pleasing mode for a long time, people will be like, oh, you have changed so much. Yeah, guess what? I was miserable. You changing something will trigger them. It's really uncomfortable, and you need to be aware of this at some point. But as Einstein says, Being crazy is doing the same thing again and again and wait for a different result. So to get a different result, you will need to do something different. And that might create opinions from others who haven't seen you do that before. Not comfortable, but expected. So I'll say it again. The fastest way to reclaim your sense of inner joy. Allow yourself to honor your sexual nature. And if you're not ready for a full commitment of seven days of sex magic a week, that's okay too. Maybe start with breast massage three times a week, just in your own mind. I have the resources about that in the show notes if you want. The important thing, show up for yourself. So quick recap. First, we saw we trade our inner joy with numbness because of our emotions, whether they are overwhelming us because we only want to feel some of them, or because we're not really willing to show up 100% self-responsibility to deal with them because we haven't learned to do so. So they are basically getting stored into our bodies and stay there, waiting for the outburst or numbing yourself. That's so much for a nervous system, so of course it would shut things down. The other ingredient to numb ourselves, cut the pleasure. And follow the I'm here to suffer rule. Cut yourself from any source of fun whereas we actually should make it a priority. Cut ourselves from any source of pleasure is like cutting one leg and walking in balance. That's not comfortable. Of course, we switch off. And last but not least, we also trade our inner joyful numbness when we cut ourselves from our sexual nature. Is it coincidental society shames women about their sexuality while their literal life force is sexual? Maybe, or maybe not. When we are constantly judged, criticized, told we're not enough, when our source of power gets so much unhealthy attention, of course it's going to get messy. And of course we're going to be scared of the mess if we don't know how to deal with it. So of course we're going to switch everything off. So what happens when we refuse to switch off? Get ready for the wildest ride ever. Sometimes so connected, sometimes so lonely, because everyone around you is wondering what is going on with you and why you just don't go back to the line and the person you used to do. A ride where you experience it all, the juiciness of the good and the epicness of the shit, where your karma gets thrown right into your face again and again and again until you digest it most of all, a right where you feel truly alive. Where you feel it all. When you feel the joy inside. And that's what I wish for all of us. That's what I like to share in this podcast as well. So, next question. Are you in? If you found this episode interesting, feel free to share it with a loved one. If you want to support the show, you can click on the star rating on your favorite podcast platform or write a review. And if you want to go deeper and start the journey, you can grab my free ebook, Essence, Awaken Your Body to Reclaim the Pleasure to Feel Alive, the link is in the show notes. Thank you again for sharing your time with me today, and I'll see you next time.